Welcome to Intersections, the RIT podcast. There's a new team in town, and it boasts a winning record. Today, Evan Hirsch, a fourth-year computer science major and president of RIT Esports, talks with the team's advisor, Chad Whedon, assistant director of RIT's School of Interactive Games and Media, about the rise of competitive video gaming and the university's teams which are winning in a national arena. Esports is in a nutshell, competitive gaming. Uh, the best way to describe it is it is looking at video games in a similar way to how traditional sports are seen as an activity. Um, we take video games and we compete in them uh, with teams, rigorous practice schedules, we build managers, and this is a professional thing that is happening across the world in a variety of games. Players can make actual careers out of it. It is actually becoming a multi-billion dollar industry pretty rapidly, and it's really exciting. It's a thing a lot of students are super thrilled to get involved with, and it's something that a lot of students see as a pastime going forward. So in terms of why people actually enjoy playing them, mm -hmm. we want to get to the competitive nature of esports, kind of their experiences growing up. Sure. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Growing up, uh, the pastime used to just be physical, traditional sports. So uh, growing up, you'd play baseball in the street with your friends or football or soccer. And really, because that was just the pastime of kids growing up, when they grew up, they wanted to see it played at the highest professional level. They got a joy out of that, out of seeing something that they loved done really, really well. Um, and it's very much the same with video games. Um, when you see these competitive games like Smash that are being played when you grow up, suddenly played at a level you didn't even think possible. It's super enjoyable. And what I think is now that we see this transition from physical sports being the only pastime to also digital uh, esports, we're going to see a lot more of that start to grow. And we're going to see esports become almost this component to, alongside traditional athletics that really takes main stage globally. You know, I, I like how you say right alongside uh, traditional athletics. Mm -hmm. So I actually have two boys and one of them plays traditional sports. Right. And I find it actually really interesting because one of the first things that the teammates do is they actually exchange their gamer tags. Of course. So not only are they involved in their, their traditional sports, but they bring those social connections back home with them and they continue that in an, uh, a digital arena, if you will. Right, and this is this is a little bit anecdotal, but I see almost the exact opposite thing happen in esports too. Where in esports and our teams, what they'll do is they'll actually go to intramurals together. They'll play physical sports together. They'll go to the gym together. Um, what we see a lot of now is kind of uh, a bridging of what is you know analog and physical with online and digital. Um, people want to interact in both ways, regardless of which you would say is your quote unquote priority. So what would you say are some of the characteristics that make some of the top-level esports players? Ooh, well, um, what makes a top-level player, I think, varies from game to game. Um, it's almost the same as what makes a top-level athlete, I think. Uh, a lot of it is just raw game skill, right? So someone who's unbelievably good, someone who people love to watch. There's a lot of research that goes into it, though. Right. It's not just a matter of picking up and playing the game. Yeah. People kind of, they're learning from each other at this point. Mm -hmm. There's There's... Places like Twitch where they can go out, they can see other elite athletes playing yeah. um, and, and sort of uh, growing the metagame within the game mm -hmm. and kind of figuring it out amongst themselves, mm -hmm. let alone just raw talent. Exactly. I think that actually brings up a pretty good point. One of the big things I think that would make a top player is that they're actively pushing the state of the game. 
a top player doesn't just do what anyone else does. They're the ones actively developing new strategies and skills. They're the ones that are finding out these new components to the game that other people didn't even necessarily think about before. Elevating uh, specific uh, play styles and characters and building new strategies. Yeah, you know, and I find it interesting because, you know, when you go out and you start looking at the pro scene and mm -hmm. what those players are doing, you know, it's, it is putting in the hours, right? right? It is putting the time and practicing with your teammates and, and doing that small group communications and being able to put out that, those real-time tactics. But there's also some more fundamental things that are going on, you know, a proper sleep schedule, proper nutrition, general levels of fitness. And I think this all kind of plays into what it actually takes to be a top-level athlete, not only in the digital environment, but also uh, more traditional sports. And I think that's something that uh, when we want to grow esports at RIT, that's something that we really want to push forward for all of our students and all of our players is to kind of build those traits forward more by like supporting nutrition, supporting sleep schedules, and really emphasizing that as a program at RIT. You know, it, it's interesting because one of the, the things that we're actually looking to do, I'm, I'm working with some uh, faculty over in the wellness area and uh, potentially bringing on a, a course. So we're actually looking at a, uh, a course in um, wellness for compute students, mm -hmm. but esports themed. And the idea behind it is, you know, looking at ergonomics, looking at proper exercises when you're behind the keyboard and mouse for a long periods of time to so make sure you don't have carpal tunnel, looking at things to relieve stress when you're in a high stress environment, right. be it through esports, or even if you're just coding for extended periods of time. And, mm -hmm. you know, how do you deal with those stressors of this constantly being in a digital environment. So that's kind of a fun thing, the, a preview of things to come. Stuff like that is exciting. And I think that's one of the reasons that I'm thrilled to do things in esports is just that the field is so new and so much is on the forefront that a lot of it is just kind of figuring things out. A lot of it is research into how does this affect people? What's the best thing to do in order to help our players? There's so much new research that's being uh, developed in this field that really I think any program that wants to be on the forefront of this has to be on the forefront of the research as well. Because otherwise, there's really not a lot you can work with. So, you know, just kind of thinking about where we're currently at in terms of, of the club. Uh, it, it has come so far in such a short period of time. Right. Uh, you're you're the, the second president of the club. Yeah. You know, we've been active going on our, our third year at this point. Mm -hmm. Looking at the community itself, you know, we have over 1,200 community members. We're currently running 14 different games. Mm -hmm. uh, they have uh, two to three divisions in each game. Uh, it, it's, it's sort of impressive at, at just the level of scale that we have grown to. We have, what, about 130 athletes, you would say? Yeah, I'd say we have about 130, um, at least over 100 in all of our teams combined. And this also includes uh, teams that do production, teams that do community events, teams that do uh, online development, and also our own broadcasting department. It's really exciting to see how much esports at RIT has really kind of like taken on a life of its own and really grown in a way uh, along with the students that build it. It's so awesome because two years ago, it was just 20, 30 people in a group chat online being like, what do we do? How do we build this? And now we've gone from just that, which was uh, just an Overwatch team in an online Discord, uh, to now hundreds of people and we've just, we've started to partner with uh, other professional esports organizations we've started to build large scale events we've started to 
do really well in games too, which is also really, really exciting. We got three major tournament wins with prize money associated with them. Yep. Three major tournament wins. Um, All of those are kind of exciting and crazy every single time. There's really nothing like, you know, the thrill of actually like winning an event like that Uh, for our students and our players. This really just kind of is their passion. And without the passion of all the students, the club would have not grown to become what it is today. So in terms of, uh, I guess, the future of esports at RIT, what would you say is what we've been building towards? What do you want to see in the next few years? So I, I really think RIT has the potential to be a premier school. I think we already are, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, if you look at like the C-Star League, we're ranked seventh out of uh, the U.S. and Canada, mm-hmm. which is a pretty pretty impressive by unto itself. But I want to take it to that next level. It, it's still new relatively speaking, when you when you kind of look at traditional sports mm-hmm. and, and where esports is. Uh, I don't want to think of esports necessarily as just, you know, RIT has an esports team. I think we've made it much more than that. I, I want us to be thought of as a digital athletics department. We have 14 different games that we're actively playing. So when you take that into consideration, you, we're going to need multiple venues for these athletes to be able to compete at. You're going to need multiple places for these athletes to be able to practice at. You need to have the support mechanisms around these athletes, very much in sync with what a traditional setup would look like. But I, I really want to take RIT to that premier level where, you know, we're the national champions. We, we want to be, in terms of audience, uh, a regional powerhouse is that whole Northeast uh, in terms of fan base, not to mention the tens of thousands of alumni that RIT already has that are all across the U.S. You know, we really want to go back and we want to capture them, uh, re-spark that interest in RIT and get them involved in the program. We decided to go almost entirely the competitive route. And what that's done is actually put in a student-run program on almost a v- the same platform as multiple varsity programs in the same area. Abby, could you tell us some of the benefits of actually being in uh, the esports club and actually, you know, being the president of it? What are the what are some of the uh, real-world advantages of being part of this organization that you see now and moving on in your future? Sure. So, um... There's a lot of benefits to being in RIT Esports or just any esports organization. The skills you gain as a player, uh, as an esports team, very similar to the skills you gain in athletics. Communication, coordination, teamwork, uh, all these things that employers in the real world look to see. This is something that you get to put on your resume. And you might have to do a little bit more explaining as to what a League of Legends team is versus like a baseball team. But at the end of the day, once you get through those 30 seconds, they have the same takeaway, right? Which is this person knows how to coordinate with people, communicate with people. These are all things that employers in the real world are looking to see. Uh, as the, the president, it's, it's done similar things for me. It's helped me when it comes to kind of my career. I want to do leadership stuff. Um, I have some aspirations of doing my own company. And this really kind of helps catapult that because this is really my first leadership experience leading some form of organization. I think one of the things that esports does is it allows students to apply that domain overlay to the skills that they're already getting out of their major. So if you want to go work for an esports, a professional esports company, mm-hmm. uh, now you have something real that you can actually put on your resume that would be really hard to, to get otherwise. 
Thanks for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. And to hear more podcasts, find us on iTunes or TuneIn or visit us at www.soundcloud.com slash RIT Tigers.